0: Two mini tic-tacs in the town.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. Ma. I bring the boom, I bring the thunder. Legion of doom and the judging So, go one nine one on the Wiley podcast network. That's me, Wiley 77. I'm in a new spot in my office. I'm just doing it downstairs now, not upstairs. New vibe. Squeaky chair is in place for those of you on the Wednesday live feed or Periscope or whatever it is. You hear the squeaky chair. There it is. We are in full effect. That is ASMR, my friends. Uh, This week, it's the Colonial, right? Right? I'm looking for validation, right? Yes, it is. Uh, DK contest is up. Every week, we do a DraftKings contest for Golflandia. 300 people, $5, single entry, no rake. None, meaning that DraftKings takes nothing from you they take everything from the bozos I was going to use ding-dongs but everyone on in the media is now using ding-dongs so I'm going to start using bozos Um, that is up fill it up we can do it Uh, Green Square Golf so here's the deal this is a very tough week for pricing for DraftKings and fantasy, in that it's very difficult to eliminate anyone from this field. It's exceptionally strong for a very tough tournament. The Colonial from Charles Schwab. It really is the Dean and DeLuca. It's not, I mean, Charles Schwab really has worked his way into the ecosystem of the PGA, and that's why all these guys are here. But to me, it's always the Dina Deluga. This is a tough course, heavily tree-lined parklands, but pecan trees, and they overhang the fairway, so they, they make you have really tough angles to the green. Par seventy. It's shorter. It's not long. That's that's the opposite of shorter. Well, that, sorry, that's a synonym for shorter. Uh, hitting fairways a must. It's hot as fuck wind, typically a factor, two par fives, Steve Stricker type golf. And where was I going with that? I don't know. Something to do with DraftKings. Oh, yeah, Greensquare golf. But with Greensquare.golf, you want, you want to understand full form with all these players. God, this squeaky chair is insane. Have to deal with it. But you want to know how they've performed here. Course history is a factor at the Colonial. How they've performed coming into the tournament. Especially in a very... Um, it's, a, it's a very flat field in terms of who can win. You can name 50 golfers in this field who can win. you got a guys like Phil coming in at 8,000. Are they really motivated? Or do they have the energy to win another tournament after they won the PGA? Many of these guys. So, Greensquare.golf. golf. Grab yourself some today. Chris Terrell, thank you. Yager bombs underscore something number. On Twitter, great free content. Had a really good time on the Roto Grinders pod last week prior to the PGA Championship. I love those boys. Um. Toe, Tag, and Tambo. Justin Van Z. I can't pronounce his last name. And, the th- and then RG Notorious. So, forever, forever, I have a processing issue with names. In the middle of the live, whatever they do, Periscope thing, which was a lot of fun. And these guys are sharp, man. They're not only really sharp, but they're just very good with understanding content and flow. It was just good. It was fun. I called RG Notorious Rob because in my, in my minimalist brain, I believed from 2017 to now that his name is Rob Notorious, which is ridiculous. His name is Derek Farnsworth. And in the middle, I, I commented. I said, yes, I agree with that point, Rob. And everyone looked at me like I was a spaceman. And I tried to play it off like I'm just joking around. But I wasn't because I couldn't remember his real name. So forever and always, it's Rob Notorious. Which is actually a great name. So go to the PGA Championship. Let's fast forward there. I had 6-6 six of six in the four, four 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 four, But a very soy boy team. Rory, the headliner for me, 7% owned. I'm extremely excited about that. But the thing with Rory is, is is that I just think he needs help with decision making. Rory, that is. I don't, I don't, he could win with a caddy. He could win with my 10-year-old as a caddy. He is that talented and he loves... There's never a ball that Roy doesn't like to hit. You wouldn't expect that from him. You you think he'd be more patient and cerebral and well thought. That fucker likes to hit bomb home runs. He's Barry Bonds. He can't wait to hit a ball, both in the fairway, off the tee, or putting. I just feel like, I just feel like it would. I know his best friend is a caddy, but I just feel like it would behoove him to have a little more patience or someone setting up the shot prior to him going up and doing his Rory thing. I see that with Jimmy Johnson and JT. I see that with Brooks's caddy. I see that with Tesori and Webb. I just feel like they are, would Led Zeppelin ever go to a concert and set up the mics, do sound tests, uh, sell the tickets, clean the seats. No, they show up and blast your face off. They have people to go up and make sure that they have the best setup they can have possible. That's what Rory needs. Set up 99% of what he needs and let Rory do the rest. I feel like he's doing too much. And then when he was had a 32-foot putt for birdie, The commentators on PGA Tour Live were like, don't read he was reading his Green's book, which he which he doesn't typically do. And they said, Rory, just be an athlete. Don't read your Green Book, Greens book. Just be an athlete and do your thing. And he's here and and he made zero putts, at least for me, all week. None. Zero. The one time he reads his Greens book, what does he do? He made that putt. I'm like, no. Don't let him be an athlete. Help him, help him, help guide him into the best decision he can make. Maybe don't hit, maybe don't hit seven iron 220 into a waste bunker. Maybe don't bogey every par five when you're Rory McElroy. Just someone say, "Listen, I know I'm your friend, but here's what we're going to do because here's how talented you are." Like t- Tony Finau, a, a little bit too, although albeit, you know, I think I think Tony's gotten better at it. I just think Tony needs a little bit more time to think about a shot. Someone asked me, "Well, what makes him? Why does he never win anything?" I, I just think it's like like the 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 double bogey on a par five on the front nine on Sunday that puts him backwards. If he just eliminated some mistakes, he's only four back off the lead. He top tens in every major, it seems. He's that talented. He led the field in strokes strokes gained at the green. It's just that partnership that says, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what I know you want to do. But let's just take a second to think about it. Speaking of thinking about it, I'm, I'm one to talk. I impulse bet anything I see on Twitter. I, I see Miley Virus tweet something about some NASCAR winner at 66 to 1. I'm like, oh, I could parlay that with Brooks or Phil and get value, which I do. Because I'm j jo- i am just—I need my own life, Caddy, to slow me down on everything I do. I am not one to talk. It turns out this 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 wager I do, this parlay was for October twenty fifth, like some sort of cart racing prop. So nice on that. A parlay for some twenty twenty eight cart racing prop in October. All right. We have a, um, our DK winner. See, part of the DK contest is that you can be, you can come on the podcast. It's completely optional because I don't want to force anyone into having to come on here because sometimes it can be, you know, somewhat daunting to do that. And so I make it optional. And so I feel like I fill more contests now with people thinking, Oh, Crap, do I have to actually go on microphone? No, you don't. <clears throat> um, I did give away a ski vacation with this DraftKings contest. Completely fake. The It was a St. Moritz ski getaway package vacation with your $5 entry. Asterix, the only part of the package you get is a ski hat asterisk, it may be a regular hat, asterisk, you may not even get a hat. That's how you wiggle your way out of anything with legal language. So let's talk to our DK. So our DK winner this week did step up. And I already forget his name, like I forget everyone's name. But it's something, and he's from somewhere in this country, I think. I have a severe name processing issue. I just spoke to him. I don't remember his name. But he was very sharp, very funny. Let's talk to him, and then let's talk to Josh and Ryan, and then bye-bye. Good luck this week. All right, here with uh, the DK winner for the PGA Championship, which was really an elite build, I bet. Right, it's Brian, by the way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, how did you get to your build for the PGA Championship?
0: I knew you were going to ask me this. I honestly, um, what I normally do is just I I enter all of my contests um, like as soon as I think about it during the week, and then on Wednesday night after like bedtime and shit like that. Or excuse me, um, I. Uh, which part do you excuse,
1: to... the shit or the, <laughs> yeah, or the bedtime?
0: <laughs> no, the kid's what bedtime. What are you sick? <laughs> No, the kid's bedtime. Okay, but, okay, uh,
1: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, carry on, carry on. then I
0: just start building by hand and um, and I just go off of a lot of like just whatever I've heard during the week. I hope it shows up in the lineups, but it's, it's, not, it's not really scientific.
1: The best thing about you is that you have an egg. Like you DM'd me today said so let to would be on the podcast and you're an egg. And I haven't seen an egg Twitter handle in forever. Yeah. And- you,
0: you know, the funny part about the egg is it's actually like they changed the default Twitter to like, I don't know, a silhouette with a, a circle for a head or something. Mm-hmm. And um, they changed it for me like five years ago. And I was like, no, I'm putting the egg back. I just changed it. Changed into an egg, literally. It,
1: it, it's yeah. I, w- I won't talk about a previous conversation, but it's hilarious. <laughs> like you troll some people, and they don't they don't take it lightly. Yeah, and people. Get
0: yeah, ahead. people. Uh, they they think calling me an egg, even though my <laughs> Twitter handle's Egg Bro, they think they they found something there.
1: I, I I love nothing more than getting trolled. It's kind of what I love. I get uh, that so, about you, right? I mean, because <laughs> I don't take myself too seriously. But the but the tryhards, <laughs> I can just see how offended they would get when you say one miscellaneous comment about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, God bless you. Uh, all right, here we go. So, so Brian, where are you from, by the way? I'm from Philadelphia. So you're in the Eastern Time Zone, the Universal Time Zone of God. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to fuck around you're with this Kentucky, time. Is that right? What's that?
0: Are you Kentucky?
1: Yeah, I'm Kentucky. Did you say that with like a questioning attitude?
0: I've just, I just went off like something I thought I heard or read like years ago. And I thought I might be right. But originally, my first thought was Canada.
1: I am Canadian. <laughs> that's where I'm from. It's, oh, it's, okay.
0: All right.
1: Like, you know how most Canadians end up in See, that's Kentucky? what I'm saying. I, I have <laughs> my
0: process is just taking things in and then it just shows up right when I need
1: it. Are you a Flyers fan or a Penguins fan?
0: Here's my deal. I don't claim to watch sports that I don't watch or be fans of of teams that I don't really watch. So I would be if I I watch hockey or basketball, but no.
1: Okay. That's a very good answer. Um, All right. So this week, Brian Egg, this week is a a tournament. See, I gave you – you thought you'd have more time to prepare for this, but it's Monday night. And re- mm. you got to let her rip. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to tell me who you like, a kind of a dark horse, and then maybe a fade, and then your winner. So start with any of those. Okay. Um, I
0: think uh, winner is probably going to be... Uh, Morikawa.
1: Got it. Winner Morikawa.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Um Fade, a Dark Horse, and some maybe some lesser so ones how, that you might like.
0: How high of ownership are we talking? Like, not like literally, but you know, like the top five owned guys or just like over ten percent?
1: No, no, no. Give me some low owned guys you like. Like some off okay. the radar guys you like.
0: Okay. Um I like one guy that I think is just middling in like stats and and history and I, he's always shows up is Brian Stewart.
1: Okay. So I have an I addiction. I mean, he doesn't
0: he doesn't always show up. He always he's just always like, oh, damn, I never I forgot that guy was even in the field and he's in the first page of the leaderboard.
1: No, I have an addiction to Brian Stewart. I cannot quit <laughs> that guy. He's just like uh, he's like a Brendan Todd.
0: Yes. Yes. He's just yes. Point
1: A to point B. Golf has a lot of birdies.
0: Man, you know, I was checking my lineups last week, and I was like, "Oh, this Brendan Todd lineup has potential." And he was, he had like a couple holes left on on Friday, uh-huh. and then I just checked later on, and he was, he uh-huh. was like clearly, clearly within the cut. And I uh-huh. checked later on, he what was it, plus seven or something? Uh uh-huh. huh. Totally uh-huh. missed it.
1: <laughs> Alright, give me give me some of your what's your dark horse? What's your dark, 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 deep, dark secret horse?
0: Oh man. You wanted a low-owned and I dark want
1: one. a fucking way deep. Alright, hold on one second. Um
0: Sepstraka? Is that dark enough?
1: That's pretty dark. <laughs> There's a lot of Sepstraka fans. He's a good he's a good ball striker. He's just very inconsistent.
0: Yeah.
1: See, this is a course where you've got to be, you've got to be within the margins. These mm-hmm. pecan trees or pecan trees, if you're Canadian, is that because, how
0: Canadians say
1: that? Yeah, they say a lot. I of weird say it stuff. that way. Well, pecan. <laughs> the word pecan drives me. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I hate pecan. it. You want some pecan pie? Oh, do I, do I also want to die
0: tonight? Can, no. can you say pecan, pecan, and <laughs> pecan? Are the, is there three <laughs> acceptable things? No,
1: it's just peacocks. <laughs> okay, um, there's a lot of weird things. Okay, so so Sepp Straka. Mark, is your winner? Your kind of cool pick is Stewart. Your deep, yeah. deep dark pick is Sep. Is uh, Sep? And who is your big fade? This is a really good field for this tournament. I'm just going to let you know.
0: Yeah, Did you, I mean, this is the tournament that last year. Was was the first tournament before after the break? Yeah, Colonial, and it was like it, it was like a huge field.
1: It rocks. Colonial rocks. I mean, this tournament rocks. I can't believe Phil's here. I just just cannot fathom that. That may be your fade. <sighs> that's,
0: that's cheap. Two on the nose. Yeah, um, and I think Phil can make the cut. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably got two more good rounds before he just gets tired.
1: Do- does right.
0: Um, I don't know if this is fade enough, but um, Chris Kirk. I mean, You're fading
1: not. Chris Kirk?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not.
1: I mean, he'll be chalky as hell, so that may be a good – I mean, I can't believe they left him at
0: 7.6. Oh, that's true, yeah.
1: That's a pretty bold fade. fade. He won here. Yeah. But whatever.
0: That's – I mean – a win is something that you know. If that's going to get a lot of ownership, someone's going to get a lot of ownership, totally. and and it it's just a win, It's just that day, that that people, week.
1: People, some people say this course is easy. It's not at all. I mean, this Ooh. is a tough track, short par seventy. Um, you know,
0: I probably I probably will fade speed again. What? Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. Last week was a really good fade, but this week is the. I
1: mean, he's got. Oh, I think he wins by eight. <laughs> oh, he's I, could fade, I could fade everyone from Spieth down to Rose.
0: Does that include uh, Reed? Cobra, is he in that?
1: Yes, I'm <laughs> just fading everyone. No, because <laughs> I've got a winner at the low sixes. The ultimate razzle dazzle
0: you gonna, you going to let me know who it is now?
1: No, I'm trying to beat you.
0: Oh, I see how this works. Okay. Yep. So you get a leg up on me, but.
1: That's right. See, I'm here to glean ownership info from you and everyone else on Twitter.
0: Oh, you thought I was sharp? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Brian, you're, you're great. You're really, you're a natural at this. You're a funny guy. Uh, thank you. Good luck on your egg future, and um, yeah. Yeah, if you
0: see me, say hello.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, how's your mother for you? Uh, I'll talk to you soon, man.
0: All right, Matt. Good luck this week.
1: Thanks so much, man.
2: Cash think up national national Queen, get okay, the money here with Tiger
0: Woods, y'all. Hello.
1: Hello, boys.
3: Hey, Matt. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. It's the Colonial Week.
4: It's I'm great. excited for it. It's a
1: great field. Well, that's the thing. I'm really surprised that post-PGA Championship we're going to get a field like this. I mean, that last week is pretty exhausting. The Ocean Course is no slouch. I just don't know how what the commitment is. I mean, this is a great tournament, but they've got to go back to Texas.
4: Now, to hell? be honest, I... I think people are just so happy they don't have to be around Brooks Kepka or John Rom that they're all just like, yeah, get me to that <laughs> tournament.
1: The Grumperoos?
4: <laughs> the fucking assholes. What is their
1: deal? Like, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's an act or what. I
4: mean, Rom's all right. I mean, he seems like a likable guy, but I just kind of, like, he kind of annoys me a little bit. But Brooks, man, he is a fucking it's true.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it is about him. Uh, but anyway, we got the Colonial, and people have been talking about this course, that it's uh, it's a step down, going to be quite easy, but Colonial is not easy. In fact, it's, in, in my in my view, it's one of the tougher courses on tour, Um. You know, it's it's one of the better tournaments on tour. This course is elite, in my opinion. Not that the Ocean Course wasn't. The Ocean Course was elite, uh, but this is this is a classic tournament. This was the Dean and Deluca, which which it still should be called. But and then it went nameless and brandless for a while. Didn't they just have like a like a picture of a house, or the clubhouse? Yeah, it's
3: just Colonial. I mean, I I still call it just Colonial, but.
1: Yeah, so it's not the Charles Schwab Challenge, which it just doesn't roll off the no. tongue at all. Um, but it's extremely – now, this is tree-lined tree line park lands, but these pecan trees, or pecan if you're in Canada, are, cause a lot of havoc. Or Georgia. Or do they call it pecans in Georgia?
4: Yes. Pecan pie. My, oh, wife, wow. my, my, my wife is from Georgia. She always corrects me when I say it incorrectly.
1: I get so much shit for calling him pecans when I first moved here. Um, But it is par 70, two par fives, hitting a fairway is a must in that the angle of attack to the green is so limited by poor positioning off the fairway because of the pecan trees or pecan trees. They force you to have really accurate off the tee. You see a stricker do well here. Remember when Stricker used to dominate this course? Is he in the Stricker field this plays
3: well everywhere. Bad example.
1: Yeah. Historically hot. Ryan, you're salty tonight. Historically hot as fuck here, too. And yes. the wind is a factor. Very hot. Um, greens are very smallish, so you're going to have – if you look at historical winners, Berger, Spieth, Rose, Nah, ZJ, Phil, all-time greats are on the green. You you have to have that skill set. Um. Course history of plus. Uh, I look for fairway finders with around around the green prowess in the sort of the Rose model, the Stricker model. Uh, and I and I question how this field is so strong. And I question whether or not a lot of these players will drop. How is how is Phil here? I mean, what commitment does he have to make to come to the Charles Schwab after you know seventy years on tour and winning the PGA Championship?
3: That's yeah, a good question. I think he said it, it is, was strictly because of Charles Schwab. Like he spoke to him on the phone and promised him that he would come. Where <laughs> is he, he, it? In
4: the, he in the Ryder Cup rankings? <laughs>
1: I mean, Charles Schwab? <laughs> oh. still, still
3: pretty far. I think he's 15 or 16, but he knows that he's on the team at this point.
1: I think. That was a very good point. So this week any other thoughts of the course by the way, from your from your recollection?
3: Um no, I mean I think you've nailed it. it it's it's you know a prototypical short hitters accurate course and, and so you do see course history probably play a little more strongly here than it does at a lot of places, and it's not your normal bombers, it's it's the Kisners and the Kirks and the Jason Duffners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Honestly, he, I've had I had him circled before you said I, it I, because I, I we know, have to
3: play him. He's so cheap. So
1: I know DMs we'll for 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 Josh were open on the weekend about stuff. Um, I
4: mean, as I as I expressly said, this is a round one showdown play, and uh, it worked yeah, it out.
3: Worked. Yeah, and like even the guys who are here at the top, like they all have played well here. I mean, Speeds played well here. Morikawa almost won here. Berger won here. Reed's played well here. JT has a top ten here. So. It's tough.
1: Do you, do you recall the a few years ago when it was the always play Stricker peak moment for Colonial, and we all played him. He was really low price, and he absolutely bombed. He didn't make any putts.
3: Sounds about right. It
1: was two thousand eighteen. Um, so Did you do you like this this pricing in this in this field? First of all, DraftKings again makes it challenging, but. I believe everyone is playable. It's like a hundred man group in terms of my lineup builds. I'm going to have it's 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 hard to eliminate anyone.
4: There are a lot of intriguing plays. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, in the at the top, it's almost the easiest. But I mean, I like who don't you want to play in the nines? Ever you know, I don't. I, I can't cut anyone in the nines. That's for sure. I mean, um, you have to cut 9,200 Gary Woodland. Come on. Yeah, he would, I guess you're correct that he would be my least favorite, but, um, and then I don't know. I haven't really spent a lot of time with the mess, mess around with lineups. I have some, I think as we'll get to some, some plays in the sixes that I like a lot I like them so much that it's going to make roster building pretty easy for me because I'm going to have a lot of a couple low six guys. So at this point, it's you know everything will fall into place after that. Um,
1: See, my thing is, I could I could make a case for not rostering anyone below Spieth down to about was it Justin Rose, perhaps. Which wouldn't necess- necessitate me having to do anything in the sixes. So if I, if we do plays in the sixes, which I agree with you, there's lots of. My question is, do we leave money on the table?
4: <laughs> Definitely, yeah. If you, yeah, if you're gonna get down to the six, then I, I would say whatever salary you use in the six, leave that amount off the table. You use a sixty-two guy, leave sixty-two off, right?
1: <laughs> 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 yes, I'm going for the 30k build.
4: No, but I, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't agree with you about about saying that you wouldn't play anyone between none of them between JT and Rose because there's a lot of plays I like in there.
1: They're all terrible.
4: Well, we'll get to we'll get to it then.
1: <laughs> well, let's, let's start with you. Let's start with the uh, five figure plays.
4: Um, I I just Spieth.
1: Yeah, totally. I agree with that. I
4: mean, I don't know. There's
1: But it's, it's going to be what?
4: 28%? Sure. I mean, I I don't know at this at this point, but yes, he'll I think he'll be the highest owned of the top right, which that in itself is problematic because I never like to play the highest owned most expensive guy. So I don't know what maybe the way to get out of that is just to not play any five figure at all. But I don't, I'm I'm not feeling a lot of, um, I'm not feeling a lot of the rest of this, you know, area. JT, Colin, Reed. The one guy who I don't like him, but I only like him in the sense that he was the chalkiest guy that burned everyone. So I I believe, I, well. You you know you you avoided it, but most of the field last week did not avoid playing Berger, who you know he made the cut, but he didn't win you any money. Um, so he's interesting to me in that sense that when the when the chalkiest guy burns everyone, I don't mind going back there. But that's I just want to say of-
1: for the record that I I said I could make a case for eliminating everyone below speed to Rose and you made fun of me, and then just and, eliminated 70% of those people.
4: Yeah, well, we're going to get into the next range where I like everybody. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ryan,
1: Ryan, same thing. Um, you can't play so, burger again. No,
3: I've already X'd him out. Not because I, I, I'm mad that he burned everyone last week, but I think he's still going to be popular here.
4: Um, so. the field, Yeah, the field does – I'm agreeing with you in that. The field has kind of picked up on that – and the the thing I've said that that might be an old thought that doesn't really apply anymore. Everyone goes back to the yeah. chalk that failed. So Well maybe, here gotta,
1: but, but Big Chalk Burns not Sam Burns, but also it works because he burned people too. But Big Chalk Burns from the previous wor- week, you seem to that seems to be the play the following week. Mm-hmm. In that it burns so many people, they say, fuck it, I'm not playing him again. And then he, you, you can get him a good ownership. So it's like a flop lag. It's a flop lag. And plus, the player plays better because they're embarrassed from the previous week. So Berger will probably get a much lower ownership than he typically would.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, so I think we have to see where that shakes out. Um, I'm with you on, on Spieth. Um, he will be my highest owned. Um, I've gone back and forth on, on who my number two is going to be. And I, I you know, I think I've settled on, on Zalatoris. Uh He just continues to always be there. Uh, he scores, he makes birdies and Eagles, obviously from Texas, there's that whole thing. Um, but at a course where people are going to look heavily at course history, and he's never played this event before. Um, I think that could potentially keep the ownership down. So um yeah, I think my plan here is—is is I'm actually going to keep a very tight pool. Uh, I'm going to be very heavy Spieth, very heavy Zalatoris, and I'm—I'm I'm going to pick one more up here. Again, I'm going to let the ownership determine it, but it's probably going to be Patrick Reed. Um, I feel like he's also going to be a little bit uh, lower owned, you know, relative to Berger, Answer, et cetera.
1: See, the one guy no one's mentioned yet is Justin Thomas. I watch a lot of Justin Thomas. Uh, the first couple of days, and he looked like Charles Schwab playing. He looked like the am at a pro. You can't am. hit a fairway. You can't play him here. He couldn't hit. He couldn't do anything. I mean, he completely lost everything. Um, and it was almost it was I was almost difficult for Brooks. Who else is he playing with? Brooks and he's playing with Rory and Brooks was, the first two rounds. Rory and Brooks, yeah, because I was watching Rory. And it was almost like very difficult for Rory and Brooks to even be around it because they knew how bad it was for him. There's something there's something just off, at least at this point. Okay, go to you, your nines.
4: You don't think that he's the type of player that could
1: just flip it on? A thousand percent, and he'll probably be sub percent. I don't know,
4: not at a course like this though.
3: It's just, you know, you gotta hit fairways and there's just that's the one thing that he cannot do. And he also can't putt, right? I mean, you need to putt. He
1: cannot. Like you need to
3: putt. And Compared to fairways. what he used to, so, like he's unplayable here. I think
1: in his peak, in his peak, Justin Thomas ascendancy in 2017, 2018, he missed nothing. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, he just has not been good. I, I mean, agree. Okay, Josh, go to your nines. Um, Don't say "coke."
4: All right, sorry, I I got off the screen for a second. Apologies there. Um, Well, I am one of my favorite plays is Neiman, and I think I just I think he's underpriced. I just slightly underpriced, but I was just watching him play, and something I he was a player that. A year or two ago I just you know I was very fond of as he was kind of ascending the ranks and then he and then the public tried you know they started to catch up to it and then I started fading him due to ownership reasons and then he kept playing well and then I felt like well I can't play him now because I'm just chasing and you know that's kind of I don't know where I'm going with this thought other than this sense is I want to get back on on Neiman. I think he is underrated mm-hmm. at this point. Um He had a lot of short game issues when he started, and he is um he 's fixed those to an extent and i you know as I said to the two of you that I could make an argument that he 's you know one of the top four players in the field
1: Neiman doesn 't miss any cuts he seems to always show up. I always thought that he was not that efficient or proficient around the greens until I heard Bones on the live broadcast say that Neiman was one of the best players he's seen on tour around the greens. And that just stymied me. I just had no idea what he was talking about, but I'll take Bones' word for it. Um, I hear, I, to me, do you think that Fino may go overlooked with all of this meat in this area? I thought that Fino was a pretty good price. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he didn't win again last week, but he was still five strokes off the winner. He led, he led the field all four days in strokes gained around the green, which you don't think of Tony Fino as a touch guy. But why does he show up in majors? Is He's, he's got prowess around the green. I wish he would take more time over shots like Rory should. Uh he's kind of just get up and sling it. But at nine point six, I mean you know it's cheaper than burger? A thousand cheaper than Morikawa?
3: Yeah, I mean I think so I don't hate Fien out here at all. Um I don't think it's a great course for him, but if the ownership is right, I would go there. I think I think everything depends on answer, right? Because answer on one hand, you know, could and should be Mega Chalk. Um,
1: He's the king of swagger, and,
3: man. On the other hand, he is $2,000 more expensive than he was last week.
1: Mm-hmm. If
3: people play answer and Flock there, I will play Finau. Uh If it's split between them, I'll probably play neither one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So no one mentioned Kograk. Thank you.
3: No, I... I would be remiss I if I didn't mention back. Corey Connors. Um, always play Connors. It's just ins- just right? play him. Uh, I'm with Slep on, on Neiman. And so for me, like I like a lot of these guys here, but I'm going to narrow it down to three and probably just play Zalatoris, Connors, and Neiman.
1: Connors, Neiman, answer Zalatoris. It's just such a money range. That's why you can, you know, I think they're better than those 10s. Uh, Gary Woodland's a little overpriced. Okay, going to the eights, the skip range. I don't really have much here, but I do think that the range down low is going to be the interesting one with Wallace Tringale and then dipping in the high seven Mm Snedeker-Greels. I'm very surprised. that Mickelson will probably be played played not a lot because he's going to be hung over. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't show up. But uh, I'm not sure he's really that gamed to win the Colonial. Charlie Hoffman, a little pricey, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Mickelson did win the Colonial. Um,
1: right, but, but, yeah. but this week.
3: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I'm with you. Plus, I think, again, he's a couple thousand dollars higher than he should be. Um, yeah, Charlie Hoffman's the Mickelson, best player.
1: Mickelson right. won it twice. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, there's no doubt. Charlie Hoffman's the best player on the board
1: here. Really? You think of that price?
3: Yes. He's got the course history. Um, Huge. <clears throat> he, I think he's number four um, all-time in Shosuke and Tito Green at Colonial. He just never parts. He'll
1: well. be low-owned here, by the way, at that price. I think, think so, yourself.
3: considering like everyone who's around him. like People are obviously going to play Rose. They're going to play Ryan Palmer. at his home course. They're going to play Nah here. They're going to play Harman, They're going to play Griot.
1: I will never play Billy Horschel, ever.
3: Agree. Off Horschel.
4: Josh,
1: Josh, here's your range. This is you. This is your platform.
4: So, um, let's see. First, check your cell phones. I sent you a message. Um, And then second, I will say that I am playing Tringali. Here's the case for him. Um, Similar to the burned everyone burger call, um, he didn't burn as many people as Burt but he was fairly chalky last week, and he destroyed people, six of six lineups, in historic fashion. But what I take away from that is that, you know, what is a more uh, reliable on the player's form? The guy who was one of the top players over the entire round, or a guy who had three historically bad holes or a historically bad stretch And just threw off his whole game. So I'm more willing to take away from the play last week that he's actually fine, and he just had a a couple of hard holes that that ruined his tournament. Um, So aside from that and the fact that I like to go back to chalk that burn people, I actually do (laughs) like the way that he lines up for this course. Um, and, And stats line up well. Um Bent is certainly one of his better putting services. Um, so he's a play that I will be uh, going back to this week. Actually, I wasn't even on him for last week, so I can easily go to him this week without any hard feelings.
1: Josh may need to jump, and that's okay. We know why, my friend.
4: Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. I'm glad you got in the Tringali can, take. Can I give one last take before I go? Go ahead. Uh, Benny on is <laughs> yes. This Stealing is the, flag. the swag.
1: A hundred percent on
4: here. Here we go. I might lock him entirely. Here's the case for him. One price is remarkable Two, he has gained strokes or he is. Um, he has gotten progressively better over the last three weeks in each of these categories. Strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, strokes gained um, uh, uh, around the green, and strokes gained putting. That's pretty impressive to have Mm -hmm. it to be improved in each of those categories in three consecutive weeks. And then you add on top of that that he putts horribly on all surfaces, but this is his least horrible surface. (laughs) So um, I like him a lot this week. And...
3: There you have it. He's less right. horrible than he's Thank been.
1: But. What's his price? Oh, 63
3: wow. Yeah, he is $6,300. you got to play him.
1: Uh, Ryan, here's the one thing we didn't talk about. Is I hope that records, by the way. I'm saying this long. I think it will. Uh, oh, hopefully. Is Justin Rose. Do you think he's too pricey? Oh, two of them. Justin Rose and Brian Harmon. Bryantarm is going to be chocks. Yeah, but
3: Harmon's underpriced. I do think Rose is overpriced. Totally. Um, he again, he putted great last week. I mean, I think with Rose, you know, it's it's the same argument as uh, Woodland that like they've been playing a lot better the last couple of starts, but they were so bad for an extended period of time that like I'm not ready to pay for a premium when they're going to be owned. Like, I get if I thought Rose and uh, Woodland were going to be like. Eight percent or six percent this week maybe
1: mm-hmm.
3: so it's a no for me
1: the projections are gonna be crazy because Harmon's gonna be just eaten up but that range right there is that's that's gonna be the, mm-hmm. that's gonna be is it is it tringali is it Snickers? i don't think it's tringali it i think
3: it's Harmon and griot for sure it's not tringali yeah i think it's yeah. Harmon and griot um we'll both push uh-huh. you know f- 15 18 20 percent
1: and i love snackers <laughs> that's right um, all right, in the seventh, Poulter um, again plays plays well for a little while. Just shows he's a smart iron player, um, just a good tactical golfer, good in the wind. I I think that's pretty pricey for him. It's funny how your last week's tournament mm-hmm. jumps your jumps your your price the following week. Um. Not, I would say that there's, you know, there's a lot in the eights. There's not as much here in the sevens I like. I mean, there's a lot to bite on though. Like Grace played well last week.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think when you're looking at, at kind of this range, you know, you need the guys who are going to score. Right. So like I'm looking at, at my guys who are the best iron players here who make a lot of birdies and it's, you know, it's the DFS run. Right. It, it's, it's Grio. It's Joel Damon, it's Harold Varner, it's Taylor Gooch. Um, I think I think you have to play Kisner for 7.2, even though
1: he's Absolutely. been egregious. But,
3: like, I mean, you always play him here. He's not going to be owned. Nope. He is very underpriced. So, like, yeah, I'm going to play a lot of those guys. Um, I I will say I think Joel Damon is my favorite play on the board this week. Wow. His ball striking uh, was quite good last week at the PGA. He He finished poorly on – It
1: was very good. But hey, let me let me put this in your notes, by the way. He won at Corrales, mm-hmm. right? Which was a thousand mile an hour winds. Yep. Literally. And then this week I mean, so Joel Damon is a certified win player.
3: Yeah, I mean, there was a point on on Sunday on his front nine. I think he was tied for ninth. He didn't finish well, mm-hmm. but a lot of guys didn't. But I mean he was right there in, in uh like top ten, top twenty last week.
1: Okay, so where so Kuchar, who burned a lot of people last oh, week? Oh, completely out. On really? He doesn't make any birdies. That's anymore. surprising. He doesn't make any birdies. Like so, so Kucher Kirk in the seven point sixes. I thought that was a huge circle for you.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna. I I think I am gonna play a little Poulter. Um, but yeah, again, like I I like the Damon Varner Gooch range a lot better.
1: Higgs is interesting. Higgs is becoming his own character. What's he called Big Rig Higgs? Yeah, I think so, or something like that. Um he was great last
3: week. He didn't make a bogey for like the last three holes. Something crazy.
1: Hages has just got a good attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, in the sixes, so so I agree with you on on Greo. Um I think is underpriced. I just have to see what the projection ownership is gonna be. It's gonna be wild because like you can't you can't not make a case for anyone, like even a Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Of course, Kisner, who won here. But then you go into – then you go in – Brendan Todd, 7.1, staring me at the face, which is an ideal course setup yep. for him. Uh, but then, then we're going to agree on everything in the sixes, by the way.
3: Yeah, there's a few we're going to agree on for sure.
1: All right, so number one, number one, Zach Johnson, sub-seven, is kind of crazy. Yes. Texas guy, won here twice.
3: We'll have a lot of ZJ this uh,
1: week. A lot of ZJ. I think a lot of people will have Z J. And then you've got then you've got newly reformed played well Hendrik Stenson, six point seven.
3: I mean, did he play well?
1: He didn't play badly last week, did he?
3: He made the cut, but I don't know.
1: That's all you need to know.
3: He had a terrible weekend, I'll
1: say that. Better than Xander. <laughs> yes. Uh Brian Stewart, who I cannot quit, six point seven nothing there
3: yeah i'm gonna i'm going a different way at that same price with bramlet but
1: yeah so so do you, do you believe it's because of his uh previous week's success bramlet almost winning
3: my tout uh yeah my tout tells me to play bramlet so <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's putting the house on it
3: yeah no i mean yeah i think
1: are you eating a mint or a lifesaver?
3: i am eating a cough drop of all things. Sorry, you can hear that. Um, uh, Yeah,
1: I've been a little little under the weather. It's kind of like a... uh, Really? Are you okay? Yeah, it's fine. It kind of adds a little (laughs) swagger. to it. You should eat a a cough drop every podcast. Yeah, that's the bit. It's like Brad Pitt eating an Ocean's Love. So
3: I know you don't want to talk about it, but Tom Hoagie, 6.8.
1: No, I don't want to talk about it. Tom Hoagie is the bane of my existence. But we just play him, right? No, we don't play him. All right. So I well, I would have won everything two weeks ago. I didn't even know the tournament anymore because I'm so I'm so the was the distraught Nelson. by it. The Byron Nelson, where Greg Les told me mm-hmm. at one a.m. that he was going to be on the Ryder Cup team, <laughs> and then he shot a hundred, and then he almost then he was one last week. I think it
3: was bad enough when people thought Burns was going to be on on the Ryder Cup team, so.
1: So, outside of the bent on razzle-dazzle mm-hmm. from Slap, Here do you have anything really down low? Yeah. I want to see if I can maybe pull this out of here.
3: I got a handful. Um,
1: you don't say Jimmy Walker. You're not allowed to say no, that. No,
3: I mean, I'll start with the guy who who's an absolute lock, who we play every week, is Vincent Whaley. I, I have no
1: idea. <laughs> we don't play I him I have no
3: idea week. why he's down here. He finally got priced up in uh, the sevens at the Byron Nelson, was still popular and crushed. And now he's at 6.2. Um, so I'm going to play Whaley. I'm going to play Jason Duffner at 6.6, as Slep said. Yeah. I'm going to play RCB mm-hmm. at 6.4 now that he showed some mm-hmm. signs of life last mm-hmm. event. And there was one more down here. And I'm going to play Lahiri again.
1: I like so, Lahiri. I agree with that.
3: He's played well here before. And like, people are going to look at the Byron Nelson miss cut, but he shot minus two in both rounds and missed the cut. Like, I'm not holding that against him at all.
1: He's a great, putter. great putter, and and man, there's so much. To, you Melnatti you got Haggy.
3: I'm trying not to play terrible people, but but yeah, there's a lot down
1: yeah. here. Yeah, it's just like yeah, you got you got Chase Cipher. You have to play Mark
3: Hubbard for 6,100.
1: That's that's what I was, I was looking yeah. for. Okay, so Mark Hubbard seems to be a little reformed he's got
3: dad swag. He just had a baby about a month ago or so. His first kid. Dad swag. Yep.
1: Uh I think he prefers short courses. Uh we know how good of a putter he can be. I believe be. he's
3: two for two making cuts here. Nothing great, but you know.
1: No, but I thought I thought of all the I thought a lot of good prices on the board, especially like a Matt Kuchar was seven point six and a Zach Johnson six point nine, were probably some of the most uh eye opening for me, but But way, way down there at 6.1 Mark Hubbard, I thought, oh, that's an always play Hubbard. Yeah, I mean,
3: well, and especially, like, if you want to play Spieth with, like, a JT or a Reed or something like that, like, yeah, you need to go down that low.
1: Yeah. I don't have any huge fades this week. It's pretty much...
3: Yeah, I mean, I would think of the guys who who might be popular, I mean, I think that 8K range, like I'm probably not going to play anyone from the Woodland, Kokrak, Rose, Horschel, Palmer group. So I think that might be a little bit different. And then again, depending on, on ownership at the top, I may not play answer and or Finau, So,
1: but do you know who ends up burning you the most? Always. The three players. Horschel.
3: Palmer. Palmer.
1: <laughs> Tringo. Yeah. I'm,
3: I'm torn on on, on Cameron Tringali. I, I I get the argument from Slep, and I I think the ownership will be it was lower. Pretty bad,
1: round but he's two.
3: he's played here horribly, and he's played here a lot. So
1: it's if you want to if you want to filter it, it just play really good around the green, guys. Really good it's, wedge player. Yeah,
3: I'm trying to keep my my mme pool smaller. Like usually, I'm I'm kind of mid 30s in terms of my pool, and I I'd like to get it down to 30 or. Maybe even like twenty eight or something this week.
1: The the four names in my head that came up when I thought, okay, who are the best? Who are the who are the best wedge players in this field? Spieth, mm-hmm. uh, Snedeker, uh ZJ, uh, Brian Harmon, um, perhaps Reed.
3: Yeah, and I mean, recently, if you just look at at, at, no. at iron play recently, it's it's Charlie Hoffman, which is again the fact that he's he's played this course exceptionally well, except for putting. Um, and he's been pretty much one of the best ball strikers over the last what eight weeks or
1: so. Yeah, Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman in general is just one of my favorite players of all <laughs> yeah. time. Everything you want out of a player, you get in Charlie. Plays well Hoffman.
3: in Texas. Plays well in the win, He scores, makes a ton of birdies.
1: He's tough as yep. hell. He hits <laughs> it a mile now, even at his age. Yeah, even he yesterday, like he was players. just
3: kind of playing terribly, making a birdie here and there, and then he makes the hero eagle on sixteen. Right. that won us a lot of money.
1: Plus I I just like the way he yes it did. It got it got me out of a yep. hole. Um plus I love the way the way he stares at his shots in the air.
3: And with his yeah. At, the side head cock.
1: Yes. Alright, who wins?
3: Well, Speeth. Um but if it's not yeah, Speeth, um Charlie
1: Hoffman. I'm going to be bold here. I, I would agree with you on Spieth. I think he wins and wins by a lot. But if it's not him, I'm going to be really bold here. I'm going to say Sp- Afina finally wins. Wow.
3: At this course, huh?
1: Yep. I'm going to do it.
3: Par 70, only two par fives, lots of water. He's taking Tony Fina.
1: Yep. All right, bye. See you, buddy. Thanks, Ryan.
2: See you soon. Smashing.